Greetings, TV at Churches. Greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and we have our podcast for the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. We'll have services at Yetham and at Linton this, this weekend. Intimations, several gardens, especially in Moorbato, are open to the public on Sunday, and that's through the Scottish Garden Scheme. The weekly coffee mornings are in, Ye- in Yetham Kirk from 10.30 to 12 on Tuesdays, and the prayer group meet on Tuesday evening at 6.30 at Linton. And the, the concert last Sunday raised £581.70 for Ukraine. And, and next Sunday, I'll be exchanging pulpits. I'll be going to Wooler, the United Reformed Church there, and Patrick Sherd, who's a, a lay preacher, will be coming to, to Yetham and to Morbato. I think these are all the intimations. Our call to worship. Sing the praises of the Lord, you faithful people. Praise God's holy name, for his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. The hymn 132, Immortal Invisible. And let us pray. God of constant love, God of unending grace, God of the outcast and the prisoner, God of the powerful and the powerless, God of all, we join and worship this day in our homes and give thanks for your presence in our lives and for all that you've done and for what you have made us to be. O God, who supports, who challenges, who sees our whole selves and not just that which others see, speak to us today, shine the light of your wisdom into our lives and guide us towards service of you, each other and the whole world. Loving God, you send us into the world as ambassadors of your love and peace. Yet too often we create discord and division. We serve our own interests first, ignoring those in need and fail to listen to the stories of others. Forgive us for such self-centeredness. 
and help us to be more faithful disciples of Jesus, eager to serve, willing to listen, glad to be of service in his name. And the Apostle Paul declares that if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and everything has become new. Thank be to God that by God's mercy we can make a new start. Now we join in our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we read from the second book of Kings and chapter 5. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him that what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied, I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter which he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I'm sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read this, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent the message. Why have you torn your robes? Make the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door at Elisha's house. Delisha sent the message to him, Go wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored. But Naaman went away angry and thought, surely, come, you, surely he would come to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord and wave his hand over the spot and cure me of leprosy. Are not Abana and Farfar the rivers of Damascus better than any waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? But Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then, when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? And so he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored, became clean like that of a young boy. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Luke and chapter 10. 
the sending out of the seventy-two. From verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed seventy-two others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat what's said before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, then say even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. Amen. And the Lord bless these readings from God's holy word. The hymn 97, O God, you search me and you know me. And we have our weekly prayer. Gracious God, help us humbly to obey your instructions, even when we're tempted to go our own way. So that like Naaman, we may experience your cleansing waters. In the week ahead, help us to go out and take your message of love and forgiveness to our friends and neighbours. Amen. I was at Moore Battle Shop the other day. And suddenly the school children appeared. They were going for a walk, or a climb I should say, up wide open hill. But the teacher was saying that before they had left, she had to, had to draw up a risk assessment to identify all the possible hazards, whether cows in the field or a child falling in the river, and also how to tackle them. During the, the COVID pandemic, we do write up a risk assessment for the church and keep it updated. 
A risk assessment identifies all the possible risks and hazards, but then puts in measures to control them. And so, in the pandemic, the risk was of COVID spreading. But we controlled it by spacing out the chairs, by keeping a distance, by washing hands, using sanitizer, wearing face masks. And even now, we still don't take up the offering and, or pass around the bread and wine at, at communion. I wonder whether Jesus would have made up a risk assessment before he sent out the the 70 or the 72 different manuscripts of a different number. They were going in pairs and that was a good thing, but there were so many hazards. There were rough roads and they might get blisters or sandals might break, but they were to take no extra pair of sandals. Another hazard was that perhaps no one would give them food and they would have to go hungry because they took no bag, they took no food with them. There was a chance that no one would provide accommodation. They'd have to speak rough, to sleep rough. But carrying no bag, at least the robbers would pass them by. I don't think a risk assessment would have sanctioned this enterprise at all. And yet it was a, a marvellous success. The disciples were equipped to go out, but they were to rely completely on the goodwill of the people that they visited. It was a massive risk, but they came back rejoicing. They discovered gifts that they, they didn't realize they had, and they learned to trust each other and to create community with those whom they met and do that without even a bag to carry or food to eat. There are no safety nets, but it was a liberating experience for them. Each one of us has gifts which we can use, but they are more effective when we use them together. We read from Kings, about Naaman, the Syrian general, and he certainly took a risk. Naaman was popular, he was successful, he had gained victory. Everything seemed to be going well for him, except that he had leprosy. And because of that, he would have been deemed unclean. People would have avoided him, they'd be scared of catching. He might be the most successful generals. But having the skin disease, people would avoid him. But when the maidservant, whom he captured from Israel, told his wife about a prophet, the prophet Elisha in Samaria, and how he could cure the disease, Naaman grasped the opportunity. Now, in a risk assessment... There would always be a chance he wouldn't be cured or that Elisha would refuse to treat a foreigner, especially one who had defeated Israel. But he does so. He does treat Naaman. Though he rather dents Naaman's conceit by sending his servant with the instructions. 
Naaman wished that Elisha himself would come and wave his hands and have lots of incantations. But all the servants said was that Naaman should dip himself seven times in the Jordan River. And Naaman eventually was persuaded to do so. And he was cured and praised God. It's interesting in the story how is the little people. It's a maidservant. It's a servant of Elisha who gives the, the instructions. It's Naaman's servants who persuade him to dip himself in the river. It's the small people who bring about the cure. In both our stories, there's risk involved. And certainly in our living, there's risk involved. And yet, we are servants of God. We're God's children. And God has always said he'll be with us. And God equips us for the task and calls us to use our gift and knowledge that they can effect change. We're maybe not asked nowadays to go out without being suitably prepared. But we can be asked to rely on the hospitality of strangers. We're asked to use our gift, to use our knowledge such as the maidservant had. And we can do so to the full and so bring glory to God. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, source of all life and each life, we come to you in prayer this day, grateful that your world is full of wonder and possibility, but also in desperate need of your reconciling love. We pray for the many different peoples of this world, divided as we are into nations and clans and cultures and spiritual traditions. Help us to understand these differences more fully and honour the good things that bind us together despite the differences. Loving God's source of truth and wisdom, in the world we are confronted by powers and authority, help us to recognise their potential for both good and for evil, and act wisely to discern whom to trust and when to act. When we see injustice or recognise falsehood, Give us courage to speak up in Christ's name. And open our eyes to our own weaknesses and bias. And speak to us through the example of Jesus our Lord. Compassionate God, the world is full of violence and hatred costing innocent lives. We sometimes feel powerless to do anything about it. Today our hearts ache for those who live amid brutal conflict, for those who've died through violence, and those who suffer the many effects of trauma. We pray for all those who've lost their homes through conflict or fled their countries just to survive. Open hearts and homes to welcome those who flee and protect those who stay amid conflict to offer care. Oh, knowing God, we see and you see into our hearts and you know our, the heartaches that we carry. 
We pray for those living with illness or pain, for those who mourn the loss of someone or something dear, for all who struggle with anxiety or despair, especially in these challenging times. God of all the earth, teach us to live in love. Amen. And we close with the hymn 167, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. And as we go from this time of worship into time of service, speak to us in the different places we go and through the different people we encounter as we seek to do your work. And so may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer be with you this day and even forevermore. Amen.